This episode is sponsored by Moving Beyond the Page Homeschool Curriculum, How Children Want to Learn. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com. Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms Podcast. Episode number 34. In this episode, the moms chat with Aubin, Krista, and Janine, three homeschool moms who share their typical homeschool day with us. <laughs> Mom, where's my glasses? Honey, where's my glasses? Mom, can I have a drink? Why is a dog wearing a tutu? Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? I'm hungry. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And, and we're, we're the Savvy Homeschool Moms. So what's the time code to skip to the end of our chip chat this week, Tina? 14 minutes, 26 seconds. So Becky, what have you guys been up to in this long break that we just had? <laughs> it has been a long break. Well, um, we have been working steadily on our summer work. Uh, we're working on winning with writing, math mammoth, and moving beyond the page. And uh, Danielle is reading Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim for her moving beyond the page project. Great Not- book. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. We're not getting quite as far as I'd hoped to get, <laughs> but we're still moving forward. So that's really good. good. And, um, Jack Jack got a new set of Star Wars phonics readers from Nano. That's my mom. And, um, so he's been happily reading about Han and, and Anakin. <laughs> cool. Yeah. It's kind of funny too, because it's, it's like six or 10 books and they've got all of the movies in there. So there's books with Luke and Leia and then there's books with Jar Jar Binks and yeah. it's kind of a strain and they're not in any kind of order. So it's like the first book is about Anakin and the next book is about Han and Chewie. And then the next one is about Luke and Leia. And it's like, there's no rhyme or reason to the order. It's, it's, oh. in, it's an A, you know, phonics order. So, you know, short oh, A, right. short E, short I sounds, <laughs> <laughs> but it's got really good pictures and it's got kind of cute stories in it so um it's nice cool um and he's enjoying them so that's a, a real bonus right there awesome. it really it really has been too hot to do much of anything it has um we've just been swimming the kids play in the hot, not so hot tub outside and <laughs> and we just hide from the heat most of the days even getting to the library has been difficult um just trying to to get out of the house in our you know 10,000 degree minivan to go anywhere is almost more work than... Uh, uh, yeah, you don't have AC, huh? I do have AC, but I don't have good AC. Oh, I see. Yeah, we just got ours fixed again, thank God. <laughs> it was bad before. Yeah, our um, our AC, by the time we get to where we're going, it might be pumping out cold air, maybe. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of rough. Um, Danielle started day camp this week, or yeah. she actually started today. She's going to the chalice camp at the UU church. Right. And, um, which is Unitarian Universalist for those who don't know. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's the same campus where we go to our, um, charter school. Right. Where we rent space for our charter school, I guess I should say. And, um, it's eight hours a day. Um, she's there from 8.30 to 4.30. It's literally the longest she's ever been away from me <laughs> when she's not like at grandma's house, you know? Wow. Um, Day one went really well, I think. She seems to like, it sounds like she had a lot of fun. Usually when she comes home from something, she's all gloom and doom telling me all the terrible things that happened, you know? Oh, no. Like, uh, you know, it could be as simple as I stubbed my toe or, you know, flies were bothering me while I was trying to eat my lunch. But seriously, she had <laughs> nothing bad to say. Oh, so good. it was kind of strange. <laughs> <laughs> and I am in full on got to get organized mode. Uh huh. School starts in a month. Yeah, that's weird. And I am completely unprepared. Yeah, you got a month. You got plenty of time. I know, but you know me. I have to be prepared more than, you know, I mean, I got to be like 
ready to go like before the first meeting with Bobby and everything because otherwise I feel Isn't like it I'm more behind. than a month. Isn't it like twenty something in? Oh, I'm sorry, not twenty something. Like twenty seven. No, it's August nineteenth. Oh God, I am totally off. Okay, August nineteenth is the first day of school, which means that we'll have meetings with teacher before that. Right. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Slightly less than a month before I have to be ready to sit down with Bobby and be like, "This is what we're doing," because you know, like I don't take. I hardly use any of the stuff that they have there at the school. So I have to be ready to present to teacher Bobby what we're using so that she can get up to speed on it before our first, you know, like actual meeting meeting. Yeah. I have to get her trained on how to use it. So, <laughs> and I'm using moving beyond the page with both the kids this year. So hopefully that'll make her job a little bit easier since it's not, you know, two different curriculums and all sorts of craziness like it was last year. Mm. So, but if you don't have it all ready by then, it's fine. I wasn't ready the first year that I was there. And she was just like, oh, well, let me know when you figure it out. Because I was still figuring stuff out. So. No, I, I, I need to be ready. <laughs> for you, not for I, her. <laughs> no, I, yes, for me. I have this, this, this thought in my mind that if I start the school year organized, that it will continue to yeah, be that organized. Won't happen. Yeah, that <laughs> never happens, ever. You'll notice in the show notes, there's a big ha right there because I know that's not how it works. But, no, it doesn't. you know, it, it's, I keep thinking one of these years, maybe it might. So I got to keep trying. Maybe by the time trying. they graduate. Maybe by the time Jack graduates. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then we'll have it all figured out and then we there's, won't need it anymore. They're starting college and I'll be like, finally, I figured it out. <laughs> I know. That's pretty much how it'll go, I'm sure. But I've been having a lot of fun, like on Pinterest and and everything. Get going through looking at planners again this year, and all sorts of fun stuff with that. So, and if nothing else, I enjoy the the um the act of trying to get organized. Like it is fun. I enjoy the lead yeah. up to it. I enjoy researching all of the stuff, and I enjoy you know looking into what other people use. And like I'm trying right now, I'm really diving headfirst into Evernote and trying to figure out how that works and how to use that to my advantage and everything. So that's tons of fun. Yeah. And it's not, I, I don't look back at it a wasted time when I finally decide this is it. I am just a disorganized person and there's nothing that's going to help me. Give me a break. <laughs> disorganized and Becky do not go together in the same <laughs> sentence. I know you say that all the time, but seriously, <laughs> I am so disorganized. Oh, please. <laughs> How about you? What have you guys been doing? Well, I'm still doing my 2013 Great Purge and Clean, although I haven't been posting about it. I, I was like, who am I kidding? This is too many pictures to take, and I stopped taking before and after pictures. I did take <laughs> some pictures, but I haven't posted anything in a long time because I just want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to make more work for myself. So I initially I did it, all the pictures and posts because it was fun. I was really excited and hyped, but I'm, I'm losing a little steam because we're at the end now, but I've still managed to keep going with it. And this Week we're doing the, or I am doing the laundry room and cat bathroom. It's the last area, last zone of the house, <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, it's coming along slowly. And uh, and actually, next week we'll start. This is my last week on the house, so um, next week we'll start my homeschool planning. So I'll be right there with you, organizing and getting things ready for the school year. <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. And let's see what else. Um, Tieran's great eighth birthday extravaganza happened. It was uh, awesome. Yes, we had a lot of fun with that. Spent way too much money as always, but um, <laughs> it was worth it. We had lots of fun and the Discovery Center did a presentation or I guess you would call it a class. Um, weird science class and I have great, lots of great pictures. Um, I got to get that posted on a blog post. But um, 
yeah, so it was fun. We had a blast, and Tiran said it was his best best birthday party ever. <laughs> Does he say that every year? No, he doesn't actually. Um, <laughs> and I said, really, what? How was it compared to last year? Well, last year and this year were my two best favorite, my my two best birthdays. Aww. I'm like, really? Well, I thought last year was really really good too. So I'm glad that you liked both of those. <laughs> so it worked out really good. We had lots of fun. We got really messy and. A great time was had by all. <laughs> Speaking of messy, he's been playing in the backyard in the mud for like the last week, although the last uh, three days or so I have said no to the mud. So, cause it was literally like five or six days in a row, maybe, maybe seven. I'm not, it was a lot of days in a row where he, the little boy from next door would come over and they go in the backyard, turn on the hoses and just like wreak havoc. <laughs> and I'm all for playing in the mud. I have no problem with that. But after like five, six days in a row, I was like, okay, you've destroyed this part of the yard, which I'm okay with. We can, we can fill it back in later. It's not a huge deal, but uh, can you not, you know, uh, do this anymore because I can't keep up with the laundry and <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> way too much dirty laundry and stained underwear because mud really doesn't come out. So <laughs> it's like, ah, cause he was like, they would dug holes that they fill with water and it was full of muddy water and they'd sit in it. And <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> I have some good pictures of it. I should post, I'll post one of the pictures on the show notes because they, they had so much fun. I was not going to stop their fun. <laughs> Yeah. But I'm like, enough already. <laughs> no more mud. <laughs> Not for a little while. Let let me recoup a little while from that. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so that has been that has been um a lot of cleaning. So in the middle of all my trying to clean up the house, now I'm having to clean up mud. <laughs> <It's> like, <"Ugh!" laughs> uh let's see. We've also gone to Shakespeare in the park with friends. That was yeah. fun. You guys were there too. Of course, you know, but I'm telling them. <laughs> and uh, that was really cool. I really like that. I've never been to it. I've never seen a Shakespeare play to begin with. We saw um, Much Ado. No, I want to say Much Ado About Nothing. That's not it. It yeah. was Midsummer Night's Dream. Midsummer Night's Dream. Thank you. <laughs> My favorite. Yes, it was very, very good. And Tyrion, I think, was actually even more um, like focused on it than Maven was at times. There were times when, like, I was really surprised that he was sitting there really paying attention. I was uh, like, that's really? awesome. Yeah, I was, I was really surprised. There were still a couple times where he's like, Mom, I'm bored. <laughs> Let's go home. That's but the fact that we happen. were so close, a tree that they could climb in and watch from the tree was really cool. <gasps> yeah, that's my favorite place to sit out there. Yeah, honestly. that was a good choice. Becky got there first, so <laughs> she picked a spot for us. So, and, and a bunch of our friends came and watched with us, so... Let's see. And also we went to a celebration with friends at the local Buddhist temple for Obon, um, which is a Japanese, actually, I think it's a Buddhist. I don't know if it's specifically Japanese, It's it's, but it's a Japanese Buddhist celebration of the dead. It's kind of, it always kind of reminds me of like Dia, the Dia, El Dia de los Muertes. I don't think I said that Dia right. Is it La Muertes. or El Dia? I don't know. Whatever. The Day of the Dead. It's kind of like that, but it's not exactly the same. Um, it's honoring your 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 ancestors, basically. Yeah. And there's lots of dancing and um, music and drumming. And, oh, it was really, really cool. I was really excited to go. And um, I think I've mentioned on the show that I lived in Okinawa as a kid. I'm not sure if I did mention it or not. I think I have. But for people who haven't heard that yet, I lived in Okinawa from 7th till ninth grade. So I have been to Obon Festival's um, 
and celebrations in Okinawa. And so I told my friend, our friend, Shauna, who um, is Japanese-American, um, who invited us to come to that, um, She, uh, I told her, this is just so weird because I'm watching this festival happening with all these people dancing on the kimono, kimonos and everything and hearing speakers over the, you know, people talking over the loudspeaker. And it's mostly, and it's, well, it's all English. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm used to... That it was like bringing back memories from my childhood, and I totally remembered being at these festivals and this kind of stuff happening, but it was not in English. It was all <laughs> Japanese when I was, you know, as a kid, I was hearing it in Japanese. So I was like, I keep waiting for somebody to start speaking Japanese. <laughs> and even just walking through the crowds, it was like, you know, it's all in English. Although there were a few people I did walk by that were speaking Japanese, but um, for the most part, everybody was speaking English. And I was just like, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that was really cool because I remembered that festival from when when I was a child. So that was pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Oh, the biggest news right now is that Tyrion is now sleeping in his bed in his own room, which Yay! is a big graduation. We were big, we're big time family betters here, and he hasn't slept in our bed since he was four. I think I want to say. four four or five. I don't think he was five. I think he was four-ish, but I'm not sure. I can't even really remember. He slept in his own bed, but it was right next to my side of the bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so just this last week, he decided he was ready. So we wait until the kids are ready. And um, oh my gosh, it's been like this really big deal. He's so proud of himself. And every morning for the last four mornings, he comes running in and he's like, I slept in my bed all by myself mm-hmm. <laughs> or in my room all by myself. He's so proud of himself. So That's that awesome. was really, I know it's like a really big, it's a big milestone, you know? It really is. So yeah, very, very cool. And like, I just realized the other day, I'm like, this is the first time Adam and I have had our room to ourselves since Maven was born. <laughs> I'm like, we're 12 and a half years that we shared our room. So I'm like, this is a big change. It's bizarre. The, the bed feels tiny without another bed next to it. <laughs> it's weird. So that was a big deal. Uh, let's see what else. Um, lots of work for my clients. That's fun. That means some money's coming in. Not tons, but every little bit helps. Yeah. And the biggest thing that's happened outside of Tyrion being in his room <laughs> is that we've had a lot of really fabulous interviews that we've been doing. Yes. Yes, we have had a, we have had a blast. You guys have been awesome. We have, I think, was it 12 people that said that they'd like to do the Day in the Life interviews? Yes. Yeah, I thought it was that many. We haven't done all of them yet, but I think we've done four or five we've done four four okay i can't keep track and then in the midst of that not only have we done those but then we had this fabulous interview with um pj jonas of goat milk stuff and that will be coming out next episode that's going to be really fun i've already edited that so i'm excited to share that with you guys but (laughs) this episode of course we're going to be sharing some of the day in the life interviews and that is really cool because we got a really good diversity of people. Yes. We, I, I was amazed at how different all of the interviews were. Yes. We had a lot of fun with these um, and we are really looking forward to doing more. So if you want to participate, um, you can still drop us an email at moms at savvyhomeschoolmoms.com and we would be happy to do more. This is our way of taking a peek into the lives of other homeschool families. And if for some reason you're nervous about doing um, the interview on the um, podcast, (laughs) we're going to be doing a blog hop soon. Um, Probably next weekend I'll get it up um, and we will have a blog hop where you can share 
po- um, blog posts about a day in the life. So that way oh, you don't yes. get interviewed. <laughs> yes, that will be awesome. Yeah. And so without further ado, our first interview. So we'd like to welcome Aubin today to our podcast for yes. our Day in the Life series. Thank you so much for joining us. You're very welcome. Thank you. You were saying it's very hot there in Canada right at the moment. I'm <laughs> I'm right there with you. I, I sympathize. <laughs> yes. I know that sounds strange, hot in Canada. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, um, so to start out, can you tell us a little bit about your family, kids, how old they are, that kind of thing, and where you live? Certainly. Yes. Um, I live in Ottawa, which is our nation's capital. It is not Toronto. Um, <laughs> and we are in the province of Ontario. And I there's just myself and my husband and two-legged daughter who will be 16, actually, this week. On Thursday. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, no kidding. And we have two four-legged furry friends. <laughs> one puppy and one cat. Fun. And so how long have you been homeschooling? We started homeschooling our daughter in, she was actually in grade five. So she had been in the school system till grade five. And uh, she started the year of grade five. And by our Thanksgiving, not your Thanksgiving, but our (laughs) Thanksgiving, um, things were just not going well. Mm -hmm. And so I, we decided that uh, we had to come up with a different option, and we thought we would homeschool for the year. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, well, we just finished grade 10. <laughs> Funny how that happens. Yeah. So do you have any particular educational philosophy that you follow? We are eclectic homeschoolers. <laughs> I like eclectic. That's I hear that. Word. So, what what uh what things do you pull? Do you like to pull from, or do you do you have anything specific, or you just kind of make it up as you go along? <laughs> um, we they, it changes. Uh-huh. It changes. Um, we tried things in the beginning that I would never think of doing now, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> because you know she was in school, right? So I guess I thought that school like things would work. Right. Well, that's what we always default to. And they didn't. And right. <laughs> we very quickly figured that one out. Um, <laughs> so we've used all kinds of things. Um, online programs. She does do some classes within the homeschooling community. Her and I do a lot of things together. We travel mm-hmm. um, and incorporate that into our schooling we've been to well disney world as part of a homeschooling group we've been all over awesome that's the best way to not educate california, we've never been there not to california no <laughs> it's a little too far yeah i guess it would be <laughs> so when you're um planning out your uh year or your month or however in advance you do it um do you use any kind of a planner or a, a, like online or physical planner or anything like that? Not really these days. Um, I was much more regimented, I guess the word is, in the beginning, um, partially because I wasn't sure this was all going to work. I mean, you got to remember, we were only doing this for a year. Um, and then over time, it's gotten almost 
I don't want to say unschooling because mm-hmm. the schoolers would probably say I wasn't unschooling. <laughs> um, but we're sort of more over there. Uh huh. We don't tend to follow a lot of the rules and regs. I mean, we know what they are, uh-huh. and our our province is quite lax that oh, way. That's always um, nice. But we don't really harp on them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Great. So while we know that there's not really such a thing as a typical day for homeschoolers, can you tell us a little bit about homes- how homeschooling looks in your family on a typical day or on an average day, I guess? Sure. Um, an average day. My daughter is not a morning person. <laughs> I know <laughs> that, that feeling. <laughs> and it has gotten more pronounced as she has gotten older. So while in the beginning I probably was a little more firm about, you know, we go to school, we do school hours, you know, those kinds of things, I'm not as firm about that anymore. Um, If we have a certain place to be or a certain thing to do, then she needs to get up. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) On a school day, we would probably not start actual schoolwork of one kind of another till more like 10. Mm -hmm. Um, And we tend to roll into the sort of four o'clock-ish range. And it depends on the day, obviously, on what we're doing and where we're going and all those kinds of things. But um, we tend to try and finish up formal schooling. And I say it that way because it looks a little bit different maybe than some, but any kind of her computer programming or her um, classes outside or anything like that, we try to finish up by mid-afternoon so then we can have a couple hours to visit with other homeschoolers to maybe do another kind of class or that kind of stuff. Cool. What about... um curriculum do you have any specific curriculum that you use uh the quick answer to that is sometimes sometimes (laughs) um i we do not use a boxed you know sort of all-in-one kind of curriculum right yeah Um, we have used and are using um rosetta stone oh uh uh-huh for for french french is big second language here oh yeah definitely um and she had been actually in uh, what, what they call French immersion here for the first four years. Oh, cool. So part of that is a bit of a review for her. Mm-hmm. But it was a decision she made that she wanted to relook at it. And I said, okay, then. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that would be a boxed curriculum, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, and we've used um, Time for Learning, we've used Alex, we've used, let me think, Teaching Textbooks. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because you're, you're in high school now, right? You're doing correct. 10th grade, you said? Yes. Um, for five years, so, you've gone through quite a few, I bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've tried, we've tried bits and pieces. Sometimes they really work for her. And sometimes they really don't. And one of the, I mean, I only have one 
So it's right. not like I can pass it on to another one right. <laughs> and say, maybe it'll work for you. Yeah. Um, so I kind of try to be careful and try things before I buy them because obviously there's an expense there, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, you know, Rosetta Stone, for example, is not cheap, but right. thankfully we had another homeschooling mom who had the first level of it who let us try it. And then we found out that it was something that our daughter thought would be interesting and she liked the way they taught it. So then we bought it when it was on sale and got it that way. Cool. That's yeah, that's to do awesome. it. Yeah. Do you have a big homeschool community in your area? There is a huge homeschooling community awesome. in the Ottawa area. It's huge. We had no idea. Um, <laughs> really. I mean, right from the beginning, my daughter said to me in grade five, well, I don't know any homeschoolers, mommy. <laughs> no, of course you don't. And she said, no, because I was in school and they were at home. Yeah. And she, <laughs> there you I mean, it made perfect sense, you know. Um, but I soon learned that homeschoolers are not often home. Right. Right. <laughs> that's, that's very true. Yes. Although neighbors, friends, family think that right. we are always home. Right. <laughs> we are not always right. home. <laughs> yep. You kind of have to reteach people what that means. Because uh -huh. yeah. we had certain situations, especially in the beginning, where people just assumed that we were home and we weren't doing anything important, right? <laughs> oh, that happens <laughs> yeah. all the time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was right. a little... I was surprised, to be honest. I was surprised. Um, but that has, for the most part, stopped. We still have a few friends of Tegan's that appear when we're actually doing school. And they're they're told, um, wait a second. Does she interrupt you when you're in class? <laughs> yeah, <No>. right. <laughs> it's tricky. It's tricky. Yeah. <laughs> She's also taken some Skype classes. Which oh, neat. Really cool. Yeah. Where'd you find those? Um, there was a girl on, a lady on TagMax. It's a, a group for ki gifted kids. Uh-huh. Or parents of gifted kids. And she was doing um, a poetry class with a bunch of kids on Skype. Which was huh. kind of cool. That was cool. Is that, is that Tag Max with an X? Yes, it is. T-A-G-M-A-X? T-A-G-M-A-X, yes. We'll have to Google that. That's intriguing. I have never heard of it. Have you heard of that before? Becky? I have not. Huh. I will have to check that. Did they have online classes? Well, th this is just a, a mom. She's one of the moms. And oh. she actually is a math professor. But uh, she has a, a literature bent. I guess it's her... It's not her job. It's what she likes. Cool. So she she does these little um, unit study kind of things of different, um, either different classic literature or, in this case, it was a poetry group Jeez. of classes. It's six or eight weeks, I think, something like that. Awesome. Um, and the kids are from all over. And the group that team did the poetry with, there was a girl from England 
Oh, wow. There was a couple girls from Kansas. There was a couple girls. Like, it, it was interesting. It was it was cool. It's really neat. They all were on Skype together, you know? Yeah. I love it. I've, I've been looking for something like that for my daughter because she's going to be 13 this year, and I was thinking I need to farm out the um, – the uh, writing. <laughs> the, yes. I'm not so good at writing, so I need to find somebody to teach her about how to properly write papers and such. Well, they're they're out there, and it's kind of an um, I mean, it's technology, right? It's the new technology. Yeah, it's the, it's the way these kids do stuff. So it is right. kind of it is kind of fun, and she also, well, this particular person doesn't actually charge for them. Oh, because well, she's teaching nice. her kids anyway. Oh, I like that. Well, I'm teaching my kids anyway, so why not? Yeah. (laughs) Do more. Very cool. We'll definitely be looking that up. (laughs) Awesome. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. So is there anything else, Becky? I can't think of anything. So we'd like to thank Aubin for being here with us today and participating in our Day in the Life interviews. We have lots more of these coming up for the show, and we're very excited about it. So thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It was fun. (laughs) Even with the interruptions. (laughs) Uh, No worries. (laughs) Make some fun outtakes. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, you have a great evening. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So now is the time when we like to give some recognition to our sponsors. This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms is brought to you by Moving Beyond the Page, the homeschool curriculum that I use for science, social studies, and language arts. I get to read great books, do creative projects and activities, and learn critical thinking skills. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com and use the coupon code SAVVYMOMS for free shipping on your next order. Do you remember what it's like to be an adolescent? Postcards from Youth needs youth photographers' images and words to participate in the conversation. If you have children aged 11 to 17, we invite you to have them submit photos they have taken of their surroundings, family, friends, community, interests, and concerns to our website, postcardsfromyouth.com. And now, here is our interview with Krista. Welcome to the show, Krista. We appreciate you joining us today for our Day in the Life series. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, first to start off, can you tell us a little bit about your family, your children, their ages and grades, and maybe where you're from? Sure. Um, so my name is Krista, and I am from um, Burnsville, which is a suburb of Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I have four children, um, all four boys. Mason is 13 and a half, and he'll be going into eighth grade. Griffin is uh, about to be 12 momentarily, and he will be in seventh grade. And then I have twins, Seamus and Cedric, and they are uh, five and a half. They'll both be doing kindergarten this year. Oh, wow. House full of boys. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And so how long have you been homeschooling? Uh, We're just, we're about nine and a half years in. Wow. In January, we'll, we'll hit 10 years. So yeah. Longer than me. That's excellent. <laughs> and um, one of the things we always like to ask people is, why did you choose to homeschool? Yeah, that's kind of not a short answer. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> um, you know, it was one of those things that just kind of kept presenting itself in our lives. And um, 
It started when my oldest son was just a baby. My husband came home one day and said, you know, there's this guy at work, and they homeschool. And I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, and if you want our kids homeschooled, you can homeschool. Right. <laughs> and then um, fast forward several years, we moved into the current house that we're in right now, and our neighbors two doors down had three girls, and they homeschooled. And they were in that middle school range at the time, at least the oldest two were. And one of the things that we noticed about them, because they would come over and babysit and play with our kids and things, was that they had things to say. And they didn't give you short one-word answers. And oh, when right. you would talk to them, they would look you in the eye. And both my husband and I were just uh, struck by that as a, in, a, in a good way or maybe mm -hmm. it's sad, but... <laughs> Um, in a way that's like, you know, that's not common for right. kids that age who usually just want their money and they'll get out the door and go back to yeah. their games and boyfriends or whatever it is. So, yeah. Um, and so that really struck us and we really just became observers of their family and we saw just what a close knit family they were and how great their relationships were and everything and we, we, that really struck us as well, and, and that's what we wanted for our family. Um, and then it, when my oldest was four, we put him in preschool, and he lasted three months. <laughs> um, not because he outwardly said, I don't like going or anything. It was just that we noticed some really significant patterns, and, and it was that on the days that he would go to preschool, he would come home and just be really aggressive and, oh, right. uh, and everything. And, and due to a cross-country move, we had seen that behavior from him before. And we knew that, that for our son, that was him telling us that he was not comfortable mm -hmm. um, and he was not as happy as he could be. And then we had this little bee in our bonnet that said, homeschool. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so it kind of all came together in that way. So that was really the impetus ultimately that caused us to take the jump and and go for it um so that's really cool that you have that family as a as a great example of what yeah. it looked like yeah yeah and, you know and and what's interesting is like we have that completely different styles and belief systems and everything and yet um what an inspiration you know so right. it doesn't it doesn't even matter it it's just right it was the it was the big picture and yeah. so that was really cool. Awesome. Well, that, that leads me into my next question is uh do you have an ed educational philosophy that you follow? Not everybody does. <laughs> yeah, well, I've had many over the years. Yeah, I know that <laughs> feeling. <laughs> uh at any given time I have been a Waldorf homeschooler and mm -hmm. uh, you know, I I haven't been a full unschooler cuz that's not um that doesn't fit my personality very right. well. Mm -hmm. Um which, by the way, I think is important that not only that you, you know, you look at what your kids need, but you, you look at what you, the yeah. teacher, yeah. needs. And if mom needs a schedule, then you should probably have a schedule. Right. Yes. No, I totally agree with that. Uh, yeah. Because not all kids need things like that. And some kids can just naturally go from one thing to the next. Um, right. But if mom would just like me, I can speak for myself. If I mm -hmm. didn't have a to-do list to do every day, I would 
find something completely ridiculous to do with my time the entire day. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. And so, yeah. Okay, so back to your question. What, sure. what we finally settled on um, that ha that we've stayed with for a long time was classical education. Uh -huh. And yet we've kind of played with that as well. I, I was drawn to it through Well-Trained Mind. Mm -hmm. And then um, several years ago, I would say about six years ago, I was introduced to a Thomas Jefferson education. Right. Yes, and I'm... Mm -hmm. You're familiar with that? I am, yes. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah, so I I wouldn't say that we uh we're not strict anything in our lives, but yeah. <laughs> um but I I feel that we are strongly influenced um by a Thomas Jefferson education more than anything else. Right. Um and would you like me to kind of share how or Yeah, sure, that's fine. Okay. So basically, um, you know, if, if you know anything about Thomas Jefferson education, the main thing is that they, they encourage you to structure time, not content. Right. And when you look at our days, you would not think that we're not structured, that we're following that at all. However, um, I feel that we are because... I give my kids a lot of say in what they want to learn, and we have an open dialogue about things. Um, and then in order to be successful in that, we have to have a schedule and we have to have things laid out and, and everything like that. And so um, it doesn't always, because we have, I have the year planned out and things, it doesn't necessarily seem like uh, <laughs> like we're structuring time and not content. Um but we are because we structure the content or we, we look at the content together at the beginning of the year and then go from there. And there are certain things that I insist on, like math and language arts. Those right. are my non-negotiables. Right. Um, but the kids have a lot of say in what program they want to use. And I like this. I don't like that. Give me more of this. Give me less of that. Those kinds of things. So, the, Like a specific topics in science and that kind of thing, too? Yeah, yeah. Like this year, they both decided they wanted to do biology instead of, um, I probably would have guided them towards physical science just mm -hmm. to, to have, um, get a high school biology or high school physical science out of the way and then lead to biology. But they both adamantly, no, 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 we really want to do biology. So, yeah. Um, so we're going to do biology and there we go. So how do you plan it out? Do you have like a, a an online planner or a physical planner or that kind of thing? Right. Um, I've done many things over the years. <laughs> I know that feeling too. <laughs> yeah. um, Excel was my best friend to start and that's all fine and good. I'm kind of the person who likes to do a whole bunch of different things at different times though. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, I used an online one for a while too and I find that I'm a more tactile person. So I'm back to paper planners because I really like that. I can um, totally relate year, to that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's a generational thing and there's going to be a time when my kids are like, mom, you are so archaic, but <laughs> I like to write. I enjoy writing in cursive. Oh, I fun. Don't, you know, they don't, most people don't teach it anymore, but yep. I do. <laughs> and I use it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've been using Donna Young this year oh, yes. to, yeah. to pull uh, templates off, especially because, um, for example, for for history, uh, we're using sunlight, a modified sunlight, so that came with its own planner, so I don't need to rewrite that. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and but I do for myself need to write out uh, the biology, the algebra, the um, the language arts, and all of those things. So mm-hmm. for those, I'm using Donna Young, and then for the twins, for their kindergarten stuff, I'm using a different Donna Young template. So she has some really great stuff on there. Really, really great. Yes, she does. She's got so much. It's overwhelming sometimes. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. I've spent many hours on there actually trying to figure out exactly what's going to work. But the good thing is like she has the things on there that are going to work for me. So yeah. um, And, and for everyone, I would think so. Yeah. There's got to be something in there for everybody, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she even is doing some, uh, some of the virtual planning now. So you can do the online stuff uh, there as well. Yeah, awesome. that's that's really cool. I didn't know she was doing online now. Yeah, I wish I could do the online stuff because I'm online with everything else. But for me, too, I, I have to have, like, pen and paper. For some reason, I yeah. need to have to write it down because it, otherwise it's not in front of my face all the time. Yeah, I, and I, <laughs> um, for me, it's it, I'm, a, I'm a linear thinker, and I like to be able to look things up and page back through things and jot notes down yeah. there and... Um, so that's really helpful for me, especially, you know, organizing four kids yeah. with, um, different levels and everything. It's, I, I live from my notes. And so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so while we know there's no such thing as a typical day for homeschoolers, can you tell us yeah. a little bit about what homeschooling looks like in your family on the average day? <laughs> Loud. <laughs> <laughs> with four boys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That just describes our life. <laughs> um, so we do have um, we do have some structure to our days, and it makes us successful. And, and even though we don't homeschool in the summer, we still maintain some structure um, during the summer because we we've just realized over the years that we need that uh, to make us successful. Otherwise, oddly enough, like we all get really crabby, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, short-tempered with each other. So we need to have something. So basically. Um, my kids get up at 7.30, mainly the, the big kids, the older ones, get up at 7.30 in the morning. The little ones are usually up by then anyway, but I don't require them to be up at any certain time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have a list of their morning routine, and uh, we they start school at 9 o'clock. And I strive to start school with the twins about 9.30. That's the plan for fall. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, I work. I teach yoga in the mornings a couple days a week and so I need time to get home and feed everybody and and everything Mm -hmm. so um the mornings for the big boys is all independent work so they have a whole slew of things that they work on on their own like um Spanish uh they memorize a poem once a month of their choosing so they can do that review any geography work uh, this year we're doing world geography, world history and geography. And so um, we're going through the continents, memorizing all of the countries and capitals. Like their independent um, math work or reading for history or biology or things like that. All of those things will be taken care of in the morning mm-hmm. uh, while I work with the twins on some of their stuff. And then uh, we break for lunch about noon and not about noon, like noon on the dot. <laughs> That's the only thing that is absolutely on time every day. <laughs> they break for lunch. 
Um, we take about 45 minutes for lunch, and then we're back. And then, ideally, the twins um, occupy themselves without screaming. <laughs> and, and I do work with the with the older boys. And what I've do, what I'm doing this year that's a little bit different is that um, I'm scheduling like one day a week for a history class and one day a week for a biology class. And then every and then I'll give them their whole workload for the week as far as reading and uh, experiments or hands-on stuff um, or answering questions or whatever it is, they have a week to schedule that out for themselves. Now that they're in seventh and eighth grade, um, they're asking for, and I think that it's time for, and they're ready uh, to do some of that self-management. So I'm glad sure. to be able to guide them in that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so then they have some activities sometimes in the afternoons. They're part of the uh, chess club at the local middle school. So they do that a couple times a week, or we go to the YMCA, and sometimes we'll exercise, and we always exercise when we go, but uh, <laughs> sometimes we'll leave the twins in, in the uh, play area for a little extension and uh, do our history reading together. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of quiet. Might as well use that time while we have it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, so th- yeah, that's kind of a typical day. We we typically, depending on the day, we'll do school um, from nine to two or nine to four, and then on Fridays it's kind of a free for all. We use I let the big boys work on whatever they need to work on independently. Mm-hmm. Um, I often have appointments on Fridays, and we save Fridays for um, soccer. There's a homeschool soccer league where we live, and and so that's usually in the afternoons and uh, getting together with friends because definitely socialization is so important. (laughs) (laughs) The Um, S word. The S word. (laughs) So, yeah, so we definitely see friends um, as often as we can on Fridays, too. So in a very big nutshell, that's kind of our day and week's. That awesome. sounds awesome. I think I'm I'm jealous about how much you you're able to let your kids work on their own. My kids, if I'm not sitting on their heads, they're wandering around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, if you have twins, then, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's the solution <laughs> right there. Yeah, it's amazing how independent they have to get when when mom has uh, her time focused on two little babies. So <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, but you know, it's been a goal of mine, and I, I went into this kind of with an overall um, view of what I wanted it to look like for them in high school and things. And I really wanted to transition them to working primarily independently. Um, right. It's always been my goal to teach my kids how to learn. Yeah. And um, they're not always going to have somebody standing over them, nor should they. Uh, and so every time I see that they're ready for something, um, I'll give them, okay, now you're going to do this on your own, and now you're going to do this on your own type of a thing. So mm-hmm. um, I have to say my 13-year-old really got it this year. Like, he really got it for the first time, which was awesome. So he... So there's hope for mine. Yeah. <laughs> mine will be yeah. 13 this year. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? And my almost 12-year-old, not so much. 
<laughs> okay then. Um, again, it's hope. hope because you see that it happened with the older one. That right. He just really understands that, hey, this is my set of responsibilities for the day. Mm-hmm. And when I'm done, then I get to do things that I want to do. And we have a pretty strict techni- tech rule in our house that you only get to play video games on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And I stopped running out of, ex- out of reasons to say no to him on the <laughs> nights. Because he would have all of his chores done, he will have exercised, all of his schoolwork is done, he's been awesome with his brothers all day, why would I say no to him <laughs> to relax in that way, you know, if, if he's done everything that's been expected of him all day and with a great attitude. So he figured that out and uh-huh. he gets more Xbox time. So it actually is a win-win for everyone involved. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we use computer as leverage in our house too. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, so whatever works and it's kind of that constant ever-moving target, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, that independent so. work is a big part of Thomas Jefferson education too, isn't it? It is, yeah, it is, definitely. I know that they strive towards that in the older years. I really like that. Yeah, yep, I agree, and I really like that. You know, and another piece that I really like and that we definitely incorporate into our family is, um, and it's in the um, Home Companion, it's an an adult basic skills course. Uh Uh-huh. And I typed one up in detail like six years ago and have it all in these notebooks for him and everything. And every once in a while, I'll go in and look at it. And I'm amazed at how far they've come. So it's my goal to have them, by the time they graduate high school, they they know how to clean a house. They know right. how to cook some meals. They know how to budget. They know how to take care of a car. They know how to um, do you know, yard work and household maintenance and all of these things. And we don't really work through it in a regimented way, but it's awesome to have just these goals sitting out there of this is what I want my kid to know and this is what I want them, this is what I want to offer them before they go off and live on their own so that they feel that they're really prepared and they can snag themselves a good, you know, wife or husband someday. So Right, right. So uh, uh, the home companion you're talking about, is that a Thomas Jefferson thing? It is, yeah. They have three main books. Yeah, there's the uh, three main books. There's the Thomas Jefferson Education, which really is not, it it really just tells about the whole educational philosophy. Right. Um, It tells nothing about actually implementing it in your lives. Right. And so then there's the home companion, and that one has, it's filled with practical information of, uh, from homeschool, uh, the author's wife, Rachel DeMille. Right. And, um, and then another must be a, fa- a good family friend or somebody who, um, who really takes these principles to heart as well. And they came together and wrote this practical handbook of what it looks like. And the adult basic skills course is in there. I see. Um, and then they also have a third one that's a leadership education one. So there's the trifecta. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. All right. 
So we want to thank you, Krista, for joining us today for our very first Day in the Life interview. And um, thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule uh, with all those boys. I'm sure you are terribly busy. (laughs) And we are going to so enjoy having these Day in the Life interviews with our listeners because it's so much fun to listen to how other people do things. Yeah, it really is. I'm like taking notes thinking, "Hmm, I could try that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And hopefully our listeners will get as much out of it as we do. Thank you so much. Thank you. And our last interview for this episode is our faithful listener, Janine. So we're joined this afternoon by Janine. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you, Janine. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Oh, I'm so glad to have you. (laughs) One of our most uh, prolific uh, commenters on Facebook. So it's fun to finally get to talk to you. been listening since the beginning. I love it. Oh, Oh, that's that's awesome. So um, can you tell us a little bit about your family and your children, their ages, and where you live? Okay. I live in southeast Colorado. It's uh, very dry here. We're going through a drought and a little bit of a um, dust bowl, but oh, um, but we love it. We live rurally, and it's a, a nice place to raise a family. Cool. We uh, have five children. Two Ooh. are from my previous marriage, and there's a 10-year gap in between the rest. So I have a um, nearly 21-year-old and a 17-year-old. Both of them have been through the public school system. And then we have three little ones. They are six, five, and three years old, and they are my home-educated babies. Aww. Oh, that sounds like my family. I have a 22-year-old and uh, who went to the public school system, and then I have a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old that I homeschool. So Okay. I know what that's like. And how, so how long have you been homeschooling then? About five years. I did homeschool my 17-year-old daughter when she was in seventh grade for about half of the school year. Um, We just decided that it wasn't really a good fit for her. And so uh, she went back to public school, but uh, the others are are happy to be homeschooled. So it's a different, whole different ballgame when you're starting when they're very little. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And um, why did you choose to homeschool? Well, it's, you know, that's a, actually a huge question. And, yeah. it would, you know, it, <laughs> it could take me a, a week to answer it. But <laughs> uh, the, the basic gist of it is that our experiences in the public school system um, were less than ideal. Or, mm-hmm. or they were just, honestly, I think that we've had one of the worst experiences in the public school system. We've, yeah, no. we've gone through bullying and sexual assault, sexual <gasps> harassment. Oh, my um, gosh. My... The principal of the high school pulled both of my kids in when they were in about eighth grade and fifth grade um, to tell them which religions were good and which ones were bad. Oh, oh my goodness. And um, told them to hide any religious paraphernalia, jewelry, and things like that. Uh, then we had some hazing with the football team that was the most embarrassing and horrible kind of sexual assault you can imagine. Oh, goodness. And then um, my daughter got hurt in gym class and fell, hit her head, and was unconscious for a bit. The oh. gym teacher didn't want to send her to the nurse, and later she ended up walking dizzy to the nurse, and the nurse kept her for a little while, but then sent her back to class, and she got home and was sick and throwing up, and it turned out she had a concussion, and oh they never told me. Oh, jeez. Um, 
So there were all kinds of things like that. Plus, living in a rural community, we have issues where if you're not from the right family, if you don't have the right last name, mm. then you don't get the preferential treatment. <laughs> mm. And, you know, that kind of thing happens a lot. And uh, we've had some great teachers, and we've had some teachers who knew less about the material they were presenting than the students did. Mm-hmm. So... Overall, we had, we, we've gone through these horrible experiences, one right after the other. And in the meantime, um, we, you know, we, my husband and I were thinking about growing our family, and I just started reading everything I could about home education. And what I found was exciting and wonderful, and I shared every little detail with him, all the statistics about children doing well on standardized testing and, you know, daughters still being virgins when they were 18 and all kinds of things like that. <laughs> And um, in the meantime, my daughter's at school, and she comes home one day, and she says, Mom, the boys had all the girls in the class stand up, and they rated us by our breast size today. Oh, Lordy. And that was it. (laughs) We we knew we weren't going to send the three little girls to school after that. It just, we we couldn't do it. Wow. Oh, my heart is just breaking for you right now. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine that happening. And it's, you know, it's a small town. It's a loving little community. And if this is happening here in the heart of of America, then it's happening in the big schools, too, and probably on a larger scale that's more pronounced. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so <laughs> transition from that. <laughs> so so you chose to homeschool. Did you follow any kind of a philosophy, or do you follow any kind of a f- educational philosophy, or eclectic? Um, or? Well, I read everything that I could, but um, I really resonated most with uh, the well-trained mind and the classical form mm-hmm. of, you know, study and the trivium and all of that kind of good stuff. Right. Um we, uh, I use secular curriculum, so I had to modify it a little bit. And uh, most recently, we, we've been using Saxon mathematics and decided to, that that just took too much time for mom to prepare. And it was too much work for the little ones, even though they, they followed it well and were enjoying it. It was just so much. So we're trying out Life of Fred now, and that's kind of exciting. Okay. We're, we're all enjoying that. <laughs> um, that's cute. But, but mostly we follow the whole classical thing. It, it's, uh, but I... We, we do things that are, uh, I guess, a little bit different because we do a lot of meditation and yoga and breathing and stuff like that. And we right. use, um, I use the Mind Up curriculum, which is like a mindfulness teaching thing uh-huh. with your kids. And um, we discuss philosophy and things like that. Even though they're so very young, the children have, you know, the, I mean, they are little philosophers. And <laughs> they, they have a lot to say. And they teach me every day. So we, we just kind of go with the flow. I I let it be um, child-led, so if we're studying Egypt and they're learning and engaged and they don't want to stop, we don't move on until they're ready. You know, I, I just keep going and we keep we learn more about the pyramids and we learn more about those people and what they ate and we dress up and we, you know, we create models and we'll just keep going until they are bored or done and then we move on. And I think that that's a, you know, it's better than having a schedule. Right, right. Well, that actually leads me to my next question, which was uh, whether or not you have any kind of a schedule <laughs> or a plan, okay. which obviously you don't. <laughs> do you do you block it out at all? Or <laughs> Well, kind of. Um, I'm very blessed. My mother-in-law takes the girls every Saturday so that I can do lesson planning and, 
you know, catch up on laundry and things like that that I don't yeah. get to do as much during the week. And um, so I use, uh, oh gosh, <laughs> no, I've forgotten the name of it, but um, there's a, a woman who has a big website with a bunch of free stuff you can download. Oh, Donna Young. Donna Young. <laughs> Donna Young, that's the one, yes. Okay, so. <laughs> I just happen this. to have that open right now. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I love her site. But yeah. she's got a weekly Excel format curriculum that um i mean not curriculum ah schedule right so she's got this you know weekly schedule thing and i use that and uh i really like it um but i i leave it open and i don't print it or save it until after the week is over so that i can adjust it and if we didn't get to this particular thing it's no big deal and i just put what we did do and then i print it out after the fact and um that it's just it's less there's no stress for me and uh you know we can just go at our own pace and it works out quite well that way you don't feel like you're behind right but i still have a record right exactly that's awesome that's a great way to use it Mm -hmm. now we know there's no such thing as a typical day for a homeschooler (laughs) but can you tell us a little bit more about how homeschooling looks uh to your family on an average day okay uh, we get up, we get dressed, and the, we do some morning chores and have breakfast. Then we do um, breathing and meditation. Um, sometimes we do some yoga, and sometimes we wait and, and incorporate that later and on in, into the day. We have a little philosophy discussion, and then we have circle time where we do things like letter of the week, um, my secular version of five in a row or something like that, read some books. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we do our math and phonics, sight words and stuff like that, history or science. I do one or the other, not both during the day, um, because we usually do a lot with those. My girls are real STEM-oriented kids, so mm-hmm. they, they want to do as much science and math as possible. We do one or the other. Um, and then we uh, we go outside and play, and we work in the garden, do a nature study, check on our chickens, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and that's that's pretty much it. And then you know supper time and all that kind of good stuff in the end. And, and then I I'm in, I'm in school myself, so I I do my study time in the at the, in the evening after they've gone to bed. But um, and then on Sundays, my father is a mineralogist, so he teaches geology to the children on Sundays. That's awesome. Very cool. Fun. Yeah. Do you, are you involved with any um, local homeschool groups? I was. Um, I was in a, a wonderful homeschool group for a year. We really enjoyed it. They have um, some neat things that they do. They get together um, twice a month, once for uh, like a mom's group where we can share curriculum and things like that. And then they get together as a kind of a family thing, and they they do all kinds of programs throughout the day, and people switch off teaching things like science. Um, But after a year without... um, Without any notice or anything, they sent us a letter and told us we weren't welcome because they learned we weren't Christian. Oh, my. Um, so <laughs> we can't participate anymore, and there there aren't any inclusive groups where we, we live, so oh. we're just all on our own. Oh, my gosh. Did you make some friends, at least, that you guys can still co- connect with, like, on an individual family basis? Um, there, there is one other family that is here local, but they pretty much keep to themselves. And uh, we do sometimes travel and go to festivals and things like that. And we have some fa- friends who live um, more toward the Denver area, but we don't really get to see them very often. And um, so we're mostly on our own. <laughs> oh, my. Have you tried looking online to, for some online groups? Because I know that a lot of people can connect with locals yes. online and then 
hook up in real life. <laughs> I tell you, Facebook is my lifeline. Oh, good. You know, <laughs> I, I would be devastated. But we, yeah. we do have friends locally that aren't home educating families, and that's a wonderful thing. We, the care, yeah. kids have friends and stuff like that, but no other home educators. And then um, my daughter participates in, I believe it's DIY.org, where you can make all kinds of neat stuff and earn badges. And earn badges, yeah. I just found yeah. that recently, actually. I haven't heard she of that. just <laughs> loves this website. It's fantastic. And so and other kids can comment on her things, her projects that she does. And so we belong to a uh, secular homeschool group on Facebook and they have they, they created another group on Facebook that's like a branch off that is just for the DIY kids. So wow. you know, they, we post pictures of the things she does and the other kids all go on and comment and so it's that has been a real blessing for us. Very fun. That's awesome. I will definitely have to check that out. Yeah, it's a fantastic website. It really is good. (laughs) Awesome. Well, we'd like to thank Janine so much for being here with us today. We really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule for us. Thank you both. I really appreciate your show. Thank you so much for everything you do. Thank you. Thanks. Well, we hope you really enjoyed those interviews. We enjoyed doing them. And mm-hmm. there are more to come. We have uh, 12 scheduled total. So hopefully if all 12 of those pan out. And if we get more, we'll do more. Yep. Yep. So now we'd like to give some of our listeners some recognition. Uh, we haven't done this for a few episodes. So we're really excited to share some of these. And we had so many from the last time we did this till now that we're going to break it up a little bit so we are we're not getting to it all tonight we'll we'll stretch it out over onto the next couple of episodes probably too so yes so first of all we want to give a great big thank you to Danielle not Becky's Danielle <laughs> <laughs> somebody else Danielle <laughs> for our gen- for the generous donation in our PayPal account thank you so much thank Danielle you. used our button that we have on our website for mocha mocha for moms <laughs> and donated some money to us uh, we really really appreciate that Danielle and she put a comment in here that says Thank you so much for these podcasts. I'm a homeschooling, atheist, Jewish, vegan, ex-goth, Doctor Who-loving, book-collecting mom to three kids, one of whom has Asperger's. I love your show. It has been a great source of ideas for me as well as making me feel like I have two new friends, mm-hmm. even if you don't know me at all. Thanks so much. Aw, that's so sweet. Thank you. And I think we do know you a little bit now, actually. Yeah, I guess like, we do. <laughs> that, that was a really amazing, like, little sentence about who you are. Yeah. <laughs> And we got a message from Facebook from a listener who wishes that we would not share her name, but Mm -hmm. we did want to share what she said because she had some very good points. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom to a boy who will turn three in a couple of weeks and a baby girl, one. My husband has been hinting that he would like me to homeschool the kids every time the issue of education comes up. After a conversation with him about this a few months ago, I searched for a homeschool podcast and found you guys. Lovely podcast. It is remarkable that you were taking the time to do it, and I hope your sponsors keep coming. I marvel that you can come up with so many different topics. (laughs) I marvel at it, too. (laughs) I do, too. (laughs) So um, she says, praise. I love the episode when Becky explained her feelings on Thanksgiving. I have listened to it three times and probably will again. I love the resources that you post, and I like to listen to you for inspiration as I sit down, sit my son down, and cut and glue and make birthday cards and count blocks, and he loves it. When I feel like I cannot read Dr. Seuss again, I listen to your podcast and it gives me the energy to do so. Or I go to the library and get something new. 
And you made me cry, Tina. I went to Robert Munch's website and listened to his rendition of I Love You Forever. Oh, that hits you every time. Yep. (laughs) I had no idea who he was before I heard you mention him. Also, you have really good sound quality. I have heard other podcasts that use Skype, and they're not always as clear as yours. I think your intro music with the kids asking for books and the husband asking about tutus is hilarious. <laughs> yes, I think so, too. <laughs> That's Becky's family, if you guys yeah. didn't know, and her husband. <laughs> yes. Um, criticism. My personal opinion is that it's okay not to have links of the week in an episode. Only tell us about awesome things you find you like or your listeners have told you about. If you cannot come up with the link, it's fine. You're human and have a family to take care of and can't be looking for things all the time. Maybe ask people for awesome things they like and have them post it on the Facebook page, which is what we're going to do now. Yes, <laughs> I think that's a great idea. I really like that idea. So instead of killing ourselves trying to find a link, which sometimes it's difficult, <laughs> we are now going to post on the Facebook page and see what you guys can help us come up with when we're at a loss. <laughs> so I love that. And from our website, we had a comment from Ronnie that said, I'm listening to your podcast right now and I had a chuckle at the intro. I've heard it a number of times, of course, but today it struck me funny because I begin, began to wonder if you even had to script the intro. Because if I just hit record on my phone at any given time, it would sound just like that. <laughs> mom, mom, mommy, honey, mommy. <laughs> LOL. I love it. That's very funny. Yeah. Well, that was entirely Becky's family. So how'd you guys come up with that? <laughs> we did script it actually. Oh, did um, you? <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, well, I started Jack. I said, you just start, just start saying mom. I, we watched family guy. Actually, we watched family guy until they started getting old enough to get it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, so they remember the episode when Stewie was going, mom, 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 mommy, mom, 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 <laughs> Lois, you know? And so I told Jack, I said, do that just like Stewie and just keep doing it until I tell you to stop. And then, um, Danielle and Dean and I, uh, Dean's my husband, um, sat and talked a little bit about what sorts of things that, that, and, and we all had input into it. So, you know, Dean, Dean was the one I think that came up with the dog and the tutu. And, um, I was the one with the science experiment in the refrigerator and all of that kind of stuff. And, and we just kind of put it together and we literally recorded it on the record function on my phone. Yep. And then it was actually a lot longer than what it is there, but it was just, it was too long. It was so good, but it was too long to put as the intro, yeah. <laughs> as the whole intro. So I cut out the best parts and stuck them together. Well, I like that people like it, though. That makes me very happy. I like it, too. And I keep thinking that we should try to re-record it, but it'll never sound the same again. (laughs) Exactly. There's no way you're going to get it the same. It just won't. Maybe someday we'll come up with a whole new one because we'll get tired of it. But but, uh, for now, I like it. Great. Um, we had a ton of new reviews on iTunes, which mm-hmm. we love. We love, 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 love. Um, but we're going to um, read a couple of them today, and then we'll read a couple of them on the next episode. So um, from What Should I Write, we got great homeschool podcast. Thank you for everything you put into this podcast. I love the chit-chat because it's fun to hear how other homeschoolers work. My favorite part is the list of e- what each child is reading because we're big readers in our house, and I'm mm-hmm. always open to suggestions. I've learned about new curriculum and websites and all kinds of good information. Great interview with Deborah Marcus. Yeah. I look forward to each episode. Keep up the good work. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you what? You <laughs> 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 don't know what to call them when they're... <laughs> I know when they don't have a real name, you're like, it's oh, like, Thank you. Okay. What? <laughs> and let's see. Somebody named Sandman62205 <laughs> said, um, starting homeschooling next fall. I'm catching up on the podcast and I just listened to number 12 about chronic illness. I really love this podcast. It is informative and has enough humor to keep me coming back for all of, all of the episodes. 
Thank you, Sandman. Awesome. <laughs> and then we have one from Run Rabbit Run 1837. It says, I'm not a, a very informative. I am not a homeschooler and was just curious to hear ideas on how secular homeschooling works. This podcast is so interesting to me just to hear their perspective and how they do a great job of recommending resources. I've started to use some of their ideas to supplement my daughter's traditional public school education. I really like the episode about field trips. What a great wealth of ideas. Since I'm a Bay Area girl who often drives down to Fresno, I'm actually able to visit many of the locations they mention in the podcast. In fact, we're going to check out the Cheese Factory this weekend on our way home from Fresno. Awesome. I wonder, I wonder how that went. I know. <laughs> Kudos. You'll have to uh, email us, Run Rabbit, and let us know how that went. Yeah. Kudos to the Savvy Homeschool Moms for putting out such a thoughtful podcast. That's so cool to read. I actually had really hoped when we started doing this, I knew that homeschoolers would totally be able to get a lot out of this, but I had hoped that this, that that would happen, that somebody would be curious to see what it was like as a homeschooler, because it's like a peek into our lives. Exactly. Well, I think that pretty much covers it. I think so. All right. So if you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends all about us. You can follow us on Twitter at Savvy Homeschool. On Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool Moms. On Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool. And we're on Instagram, Savvy Homeschool Moms. To leave us a voicemail message with your questions or comments, call 559-426-6670 or drop us an email at moms at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. For links to resources shared in this episode and a few notes on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. You can also find Becky on the web at beckytatro.com, and I can be found at homeschoolrealm.com. And the links for those are also on the Savvy Homeschool Moms website on our About pages. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great week, and come back and take a break with us again next time. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) In this episode, the moms talk... Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) What? Blah, blah, No. (laughs) Okay. I thought we were going back and forth talking, but maybe we're not. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) That's a good blooper. (laughs) All right. Well, do you want to say that again? What do you want me to say? (laughs) And that sounded really dumb, so I'm going to do that again. (laughs) This is why I pre-write my closings, because when I'm just talking, sometimes I just sound like an idiot. I hear you. Sorry, I just realized I have this psychosomatic thing going where I automatically sit quietly and listen when I hear your voices. <laughs> and I, I just had to remind myself, you're supposed to participate. Say something. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> I was going to say, that's like when Shauna said um, when we were at your house and she was like, gosh, it's like watching a live taping of your show. Yeah. <laughs>